Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm going to continue with the house series and I'm going to be talking about the second house. So it is your season of evaluating resources and money. It's also anything to do with like daily um, like daily work or habits that you have. Um, and then when it comes to money, it's specifically just talking about the money that you, the income that you earn from directly doing work. So it would either be like an hourly rate or um, like a salary. So it's like, this is what you do. And for doing this, you earn this. When it comes to things like commission, bonuses, investing, passive income, that's the opposite house to eight. So I'm doing these episodes while I'm in the house season so that I feel like I'm embodying the energy when I record these. So it's not just like, I'm not just going to sit here and reiterate to you what you can like Google about the second house. I'm going to explain my experience of being in a second house season right now. And how you figure out if you're in a second house season is you go to your natal chart, either on like astro.com or astro-charts.com. And you look for the second house and then you sort of, you look for the numbers in the center. So it goes one, then two, and then you just kind of follow, like always like use your finger from two out and then check to see what zodiac sign it is. So it'll most likely be the little glyph. So if you don't know what that is, check the legend at the bottom. It will tell you. So my second house is Leo. And I'm, this is going up in Leo season. So basically, I'll, okay, I'll do like a backstory and tell you what happened last year in my Leo season. And this is when I was like, I knew it was my second house season, but I wasn't necessarily really working with the energy. This year, I'm really working with the energy. And the alignment I feel by working with this energy is really cool. Like it's, you know, when you're, you feel like if you've ever had a moment where you're like, oh my God, things feel like they're going too well. Like what's, what's going to happen? Like what, what's going on? It feels like that. (laughs) And so I don't know if I like, like that or not, but I'm just like flowing with that. So, okay. Last year on, and I didn't really, like, I knew it was the new moon in Leo last year on like, it was on August 8th, which is also like the Lionsgate portal. But I remember just like knowing it was the new moon, but I wasn't really connecting like my actions to the new moon. So um, last year, on it was the, right before the new moon on August 7th, I applied to um, this job. And I'd been applying to jobs since I want to say March of 2021. So March, April, May, June, July, 
So about five months, I'd been applying to full-time marketing jobs because I wanted to go, like, I wanted to stop 100% doing my social media freelancing and just focus on my astrology and meditation business, right? So I was like, okay, the easiest way to do that would be stop all the social media freelancing so I can focus 100% of my entrepreneurial energy and my, like, creative energy on my stuff with astrology to promote what I'm doing and then just have like designated hours that I have to do like a full-time marketing job and I had had interviews like it was really easy for me to get an interview and then I don't know if it was the way I like was answering questions but also just like if the opportunity is not for you you're not going to get it and um I want to say I had like five or six (laughs) interviews and then finally I saw this job come up and it was for an SEO specialist, which is not social media. I'm going to add. It's a completely different world. And I was like, you know what? It didn't mention anything on the job description about a particular education, which I feel like for me was like a big scary thing, having an unfinished degree. So like some like I had one lady in an interview literally ask me if I was going to go back to school and finish it. And I was like, why would I do that? You're literally – like interviewing me. You picked my resume because there's experience to interview me. Why the heck would I go back, right? But some people, if they're more old school, they're going to have that mentality of like they need to check a box, but it really doesn't mean anything. And there are so many people that I know that have kind of odd degrees and the jobs that they have don't connect in the slightest bit. (laughs) So I, I saw this job posting and it said like, it just said experience. And I was like, well, I have that. And I'd recognize the agency name from like in the last few years, just me doing competitive research because um, I was doing, you know, freelance marketing services, had my own little social media agency. So I recognized the name and I was like, I kind of think I've heard of this place. You know what? I'm just going to like shoot my shot and apply. And I did. And on that same day, I also reached out to apply for a mindfulness organization in my city. So I did two things in one day. (laughs) And I just felt called to, right? And then four days later, I got an interview request for the uh, full-time marketing job. And then after that, two days later, I had the interview. I had an interview at 1 o'clock, and then I had an interview at 3.30, like with two different people from the company. And I was like, okay. I think I got this job, right? So fast forward, I started my first day at the the job as an SEO specialist on September 7th, 2021, which was the new moon in Virgo. And I was like, how the hell did I do that? Like, I don't even know, right? So that's what happened last year. I was very focused in Leo season about money-related things, right? And it can come through in different ways. And for me, it was a consistent full-time job. Now, the mindfulness uh, organization, I also started with them, like, I think on September, no, the beginning of September as well, I joined them. And for me, that's just more of a, I like to think of that as the Aquarius side of things, not like the Leo, because Leo rules my second house. Um, And Aquarius is all about community and aligning yourself with organizations that feel really good, right? And I mean, just like long-term connection-wise, those the people at the organization are fantastic and um I help in the ways that I can through volunteering which is primarily like my marketing social connection stuff and um 
yeah, so that's how it worked last year. So this year I was like, hmm, who am I going to email? Like, what am I going to apply to on the new moon? And I sent out two emails. And so I have yet to know what's going to happen with those because like I just sent them out um, like three days ago. So there's that. But then even at the, the job I'm at now, I feel like there's even opportunities for me to do other things because there's like adjacent companies. And it's really cool. And I'm just like, I'm literally surrendering to the universe because I'm like, I'm going to, something's going to happen within the next four weeks where like an opportunity presents itself to me where somebody hands me something that says like, here's an offer and like a monetary offer for some kind of work. And I have absolutely no idea what it's going to be, which can feel like a little scary, right? (laughs) But I know, I just know that's going to happen. And in in your second house season, if you are presented with opportunities, right, you do not have to say yes to all of them, right? It's sort of that like no matter how much money you're offered, if you don't love it, you, you don't love it. The money's not going to make you love it if your heart's not in it, right? And so, but I just know something's going to happen. I just don't know yet. But I know something's going to happen and I don't know. So that's why me recording this, I was like, I recorded a few episodes yesterday and I was like, I'm a little hesitant to record this because I don't really know what to say. But there are opportunities coming at me like crazy and even people offering to help me with said opportunities. And I'm like, wow, that's nice of them. And like, I don't understand, like, I just don't understand where it's going. Like, I don't know what this Leo season for me is going to do with my second house. So what I would say is your second house season, almost like be on the lookout for opportunities. Get creative with like, where the opportunities may lie. And like, don't ever think that it's going to look like what you thought it was going to look like. It could look like something completely different. And when you're working with the the new moon and full moon energy that sits in your second and eighth house, that's when you can really maybe sit down and focus and visualize, um, do the breath work, do the meditation, but really visualize what it is that you want to do on a day-to-day basis that like that earns you money, right? Like your your work that you do. But like what are the day in and day out things that you're going to do? What's the industry it's in, right? Who are you helping? The second house is Taurus themes. So if it helps you, you can think of like a Taurus that you know. And like Taurus energy is very like fundamental basic things we need in life, right? So things like housing, food, and like a job to provide for like housing and food, right? So maybe your second house season is where you look at your income or your salary or your hourly rate and you say like, am I like able to afford things right now? Like should I, second house season, I say go for it, ask for a raise. If it's your second house season, like do it. (laughs) Ask for a raise or if you've been thinking about being promoted or something or you want to take on more responsibility, like literally do it. If it's part of like your day-to-day on how you earn money, right? Or if you want like a different position completely um, where you work, like 
I'll just give a random example because I've done this. Like, you know, I was a sales associate at one point and I moved to merchandising associate, right? There's a lot of pushback, but I pushed back at that pushback and I got it. And it's almost like I didn't, there was no like, this is when I was like 18 years old. But when there's a, there was, what am I trying to say? There was no hourly rate change, to be honest. Like it was the exact same out, like minimum wage that it was like for each of the jobs, but the work that I was doing had to change. I was not happy being a sales associate. I said, I want to do merchandising. It's like pay me the same, but the day-to-day activities that I'm doing to earn that minimum wage have to change because they're not in alignment. So you can even think of it that way. Like you can, you could ask for more money, like be bold and do it. Or you could be like, hey, I want to change the actual work that I'm doing and leave the money. It just depends on like what you're feeling, where you are in your life and all of that. Even taking a look at like the cost of living, very Taurus and seeing like, am I making enough to like cover all of that, right? Um, anything with a workhouse, so like second, sixth or 10th, if you have a business idea, I mean you would be doing something to earn money, right? Like you can always think about in your second house season getting more focused on what you want to do, on what you want to offer, maybe launching it out into the world, anything like that. I'm finding more anything also. Okay, I'll say this for the second house as well. Um, I don't know if it comes up for 6th and 12th. Or sixth and tenth for me, but with the uh, the second house, it, it, if you're, I I have an ep- like another podcast episode that's gone out I think before this about confidence and selling, which is a Leo season theme, and then for me Leo season is my second house. But even with the second house, like, um, like selling, like how do you sell what you do in your business, right? Like how do you tell people what you do, um. We can also say the second house is about like your value because if we really want to go deep into um, the like why the second house rules like self-worth, values, and um, money, it's because really the concept of money is is kind of mind-boggling. I don't really know how they created the system with money and like it confuses me how um, – countries are like millions in debt and I'm like but are they who are they indebted to like could they just cancel the debt like I always ask that like what the repercussions of that would be but there's so many people um who are in there's like good debt bad debt so like bad debt in my opinion would be uh, consumer credit card debt good debt is education um and like housing right so like mortgage and student loans But debt, regardless, can feel heavy. But like most of North America is probably in debt if they own a home or they went to university (laughs) Um, or if they have like a car or if they're trying to fit in and then they spend a lot, right? Like, but then it's like, who are we indebted to? Like the whole economic system is really, really funny. I'm recording this like, well, the North Node is conjunct Uranus and it's all about money and the economic financial stuff. But 
and you really think about it, like if, let's say in Canada, we have a blue $5 bill, right? Why is that $5, right? It's because we say it is. It's because we value it at $5, right? Somebody I read or saw, I don't know where I saw it, but someone was like, why is gold such a high value, right? Like really think why gold is such a high value. So like today, why is it such a high value? Well, let's go backwards in history. When did gold become like this thing, right? One day, the gold was discovered. I don't know when, but gold was discovered at one point by somebody, right? And that person was like, wow, this is shiny and it's weighted and it's heavy. Okay. And they decided to put a value on gold. So it's like gold only has the value it has now because humans put a value on it, right? Um, so the same thing can be applied to your to yourself, the value that you hold. And when you really recognize your inherent value, you will demand what you are worth in terms of like monetary things like salary and raises and things like that. And it connects to like your self-worth, right? Like if you're at a job and you're making like on the lower end of what you're really worth, but you don't want to like get in anyone's way and you just want to be like quiet or just like, oh, I'll just work and do this. I'm happy. I don't want to like push anything around. And it's like, you're not, where's the self-worth, right? Because you shouldn't have to make yourself smaller to make other people comfortable, right? So when you actually look at it and you're like, you know what, that's a small number. That's the industry average. Look at my experience. Look at my education. Look at my great personality. I don't really know if that can be put in like a uh, a thing, but also you could look at look at my communication skills, look at my ability to do teamwork and collaborate with everybody, um, present this information to somebody and say, I deserve more, boom, here's why, or I will leave because when you leave jobs, apparently there's like a 15 to 20% um, salary increase all the time because you're starting fresh, right? And I think people or companies really need to realize the value of their employees because they will leave and just just leave to go make more money, right? Um, so it's almost like give them, give your employees raises so that they won't leave, like actually value them. <sighs> anyway, but everything that's happening in the world right now is like, what are we placing value on? Like whether you live in Canada or the United States, I don't know about anywhere else in the world what the housing market has been doing, like with real estate, like Taurus rules real estate which is the second house, right? It's very interesting to see the neighborhood I grew up in, like nobody in my family lives there anymore, but like um, the neighborhood I grew up in, uh, the houses there used to be like $200,000, right? And then within the last few years, I've seen houses literally like two blocks away from the house that I grew up in when I was little, and they want like $800,000. And it's maybe like a 20-year span. But for the value of the property to increase $600,000 in 20 years 
is absolutely insane. Like, what are you valuing? Like, most likely the house is like the houses have not gotten any bigger, right? The the land plots have not gotten any bigger. Maybe like the houses, the houses were like updated and renovated. Sure, that's great, but that doesn't increase the value by six hundred thousand dollars, right? I mean, that's just one neighborhood that I'm I'm referring to, but it was it was everywhere it was happening. It was crazy because it's like, what are we placing value on? What the hell is going on, right? So, yeah, I'm going off on this on a tangent, but like with the second house themes and it being your season of evaluating things, I would say like maybe in the second house season, you're going to look at the things that you personally place value on in your life. Um, but giving that example of like the real estate market, like what are people placing value on? I honestly don't know. Like maybe there's a value of neighborhoods now, right? Which technically isn't really something tangible or maybe it's like the val- the, the value of like the market or the moment but it's getting very questionable and shady what people are putting putting their value on because it doesn't it's not making any sense in my opinion so think about this the next time when you have whatever season for you is second house um Look at the value you bring to the table everywhere in your life and make sure that you're being appreciated everywhere, right? I mean, we'll just give an example. If you know a Taurus, if you don't say think, because a Taurus, anybody who is a Taurus sun sign will be one of the uh, nicest people who will offer to help you. It's an earth sign. They're just, they're going to offer to help. They're going to be the one that will drive. They'll, they'll pick you up from somewhere. They'll help you do this. They'll help you do that, right? If you don't say thank you and appreciate a Taurus, <laughs> they have patience, right? They have patience. They'll maybe let it slide a few times. But if you really wrong a Taurus and you don't appreciate them and their value that they bring to the table, they kind of will just like, I feel like go silent and cut you off. And I feel like it takes a lot for like for you to push them there. So think of it in terms of tap into that Taurian energy, right? Like where is my value and am I being appreciated in every aspect of my life for that? I'm going straight to the money right now for because I just think of the second house as the workhouse, but uh, and this is like the it's a business astrology podcast. So look at all the ways that you earn money. Do you feel appreciated by each? So I would look at like when I do like creative writing project, do I feel that my value is there, right? With the with the cost. When I do like my my salary, do I feel value there, com- you know, completely? Um, I keep hitting the table, sorry. <laughs> then um, my astrology readings, right? What's the value I bring there? And you're going to have people who are going to like most likely – I had somebody – I was charging $100 for a blog and I remember they were like, I don't see the value in what you wrote as $100. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. With my experience, past work and what I've been paid, the fee is $100. If you don't see the value in that, that's the end of the story. Like when someone, when there's like a contracted deal in place and an agreed upon amount and then they're like, I don't really see the value in doing this. You can't go back on that if you've committed to it, right? 
um, it's like other people's, like everyone will value something different, right? So yeah, that's a whole other thing to do with like contracts and details and yeah, because I'll say this when it comes to writing, because I do a lot of writing, um, just because something is like, like I could have written a longer blog and they still wouldn't have seen the value in it because they're not a writer, you know? So just because there's, it's like the quality over quantity, right? Um, like some second house themes, like antiques fall into the second house, very random, but like antiques, like things that last. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where I'm going with this now. So <laughs> I will end it there. But the value, like what you, because there are going to be people and if you're a business owner, you've probably experienced pushback and negotiation on um, services. I know I have. And so, and I mean, it's a good thing. Like I, I tend to, well, I do so more now in my astrology um, consulting business than I did with my social media agency. But um, there are people like who will negotiate you down on rates and always, always, always. If you say $600 for something and they're like, I want it to be $350. I'm giving like real life number examples. But if someone, if I'm like, this is $600 and they pay it for a few months, they're like, okay, I need to reevaluate this. Can it be $350? I'm like, sure, but we have to remove this, 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 and this. So like you don't do the same amount of work and get paid less for it. Please never do that. Remove certain things to like represent, okay, you're getting this and it's worth this much, right? But you have every right to be like, it's all this 600 or it's nothing because of your time and your time is the most valuable resource that you freaking have, okay? And um, that's why I always say like a new uh, concept for me is if you work a 40-hour job, like 40-hour a week job, you need to max that shit out as high as you can because you're giving that a lot of your freaking time and energy. See, for me, I could be like, oh, if I want to earn more money, I can get a few more readings a month, sell a few more courses or books, right? Like I could do something like that. Or I can look at what I'm spending 40 hours of my freaking week on and push it up higher there. It's the easiest the easiest way to do that. Um, what else was I going to talk about? I feel like I was going to talk about one more thing and it left me completely – with the social media, oh yeah, the pushback with the negotiation, but like this, how it works with astrology, it's a little different. Um, my astrology readings first started off at like 88.50 plus tax, which is like 100 exactly. Then I pushed my readings up to like $100 flat plus tax. Then I was like, you know what, I'm going to be mystical and they're going to be one, 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 $111. Then I was like, you know what, I'm good at this. <laughs> And um, people seem to get a good value out of this. It's a new year, hashtag inflation. Readings are now $222. And I was so scared to do that, honestly. I had four people book in January the new price. And I was like, okay, cool. I've justified the pricing, right? But there are going to be people who are going to look at the 222 and not see the value. 
that's fine. They don't book. They go somewhere else, right? But then there are people who are like, wow, that's a good deal. It's like money is so weird because all of us have a different values system. It's like when I charge $500 a month for social media management. Some people thought that was a great deal and some people thought it was way too much. I, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> it's, it's very – it's just interesting to see everybody's perceptions of value and cost and service come out. But no matter what you do in your business – you most likely are running the business with that service or product because you are an expert in it. And if anybody questions how much you charge, well, you can simply just say, are you familiar with the industry? Like, do you know what it takes to do all of this? They're most likely going to say no. And then that's where you say, well, that's why there's a value in hiring me to do something for your company. First of all, you're probably going to save them time and add some value into their life that way. But, I mean, yeah, you have to, like, step into that energy that you are the expert and that's the price is that. And when you're calling in an, um, an ideal client, your ideal client or your, like, what do people call them? Like, your soulmate clients. When you call in a soulmate client, a soulmate client will not try to negotiate you down because they already see your value. But it is very normal for any client to ask for a payment plan. Payment plans are fantastic because it's still the same cost. It's just being paid in different different times because it just it's, it makes it more accessible, right? Do not so I guess like the last thing I'll end with with the second house themes is don't lower your prices to fit what other people think because other people are gonna think a vast array of things. But also if you feel like your prices are kind of large on the larger end or you don't think you'd be able to do it in one card payment or like uh, money transfer or something, make payment plans. But do not lower your rates for like value. The value is there. If anything, if you're newer to business, you probably should be charging more than you are. I would probably go back and tell myself that you need to be charging more than you are. Uh, don't go lower, charge more, or offer payment plans. That's the second half season. So hopefully you got something out of this. I feel like I kind of went all over the place, but I will see you in the next episode. And for this series, I will be back with the third house season um, for Virgo season. That's what it is uh, for my chart. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways you can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes. Or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.